Hello, and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast, where we tell the stories of local business owners, artists, and entrepreneurs, and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Todd Regalinski. And I am Kimberly Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a magazine that helps to showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on most streaming services such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and others. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube through the links in the show notes. In this episode, we'll be talking with the owners of Pine Point Grill in Scarborough, Paul and Kate Landry. Kate and Paul have owned and operated restaurants in Maine for 28 years, starting in 1994 with their first, Max Grill, an Auburn icon that continues to flourish under new ownership today. In 2005, they opened Fishbones Grill in the Bates Mill Complex in Lewiston, Maine as the first tenant in Mill No. 6, and it was credited with helping to revitalize Lewiston's downtown area. In 2019, the Landrys opened their newest establishment, Pine Point Grill, located on the Pine Point Road in Scarborough, Maine. Considered a neighborhood bar and grill, it offers casual upscale dining as well as artisan pizzas to eat in or take out. The Landrys currently live in Wales, Maine and have continued to be active in both of their restaurants. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Weather is getting warmer and it's project planning season, which means you should call Maine Commercial Contracting, your locally owned choice for residential and commercial services in southern Maine. They'll be there for that new driveway, walkway, or excavation for your home and for your business with parking lot paving, road milling, heavy hauling, and competitive commercial pricing. So when you need your project done right and on your timeline, get a hold of the company with the appetite for excellence and the skills to see it through. Call Maine Commercial Contracting at 207-391-0540 for a free estimate or find them online at maincommercialcontracting.com. Welcome to the show, Paul and Kate. We are so glad to have you here with us today. Thanks, Thanks. a lot. Happy to be here. This is great. So you've been in the restaurant business for almost three decades now. How did you get your start? Can you tell us about that? Paul can start first, I guess. I, interestingly enough, uh, it's been in excess of three decades. Uh, we actually met uh, mm-hmm. when I was in Bar Harbor. I was working at a, I got recruited from college to go to Bar Harbor and uh, do my thing up there uh, in 84. Kate followed up there, didn't know each other at the time, but she followed up there in 88. Uh, no, I think it was 89. 89. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Close enough. Days escaped <laughs> me. Uh, and we actually met at a job interview, interestingly enough. And He uh, hired me. <laughs> I hired Kate. It wasn't anything inappropriate. Uh, she she was uh, coming up to work in Bar Harbor for the summer, looking for a job. Uh, I had a, a maitre d who said, "Hey, you got to meet this girl. I think she's gonna fit." You know, Kate had some pretty basic uh, experience at the time, but you know what she lacked in experience, she made up in just willingness and what do you want me to do and whatnot. And I, I was pretty smitten on day one, quite frankly, but. Uh, but actually, I mean, before Paul went to Bar Harbor, he went to Johnson and Wales down in Providence. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh wow, got yeah. his start there. I uh, just had worked at a local diner for a summer job and went up to Bar Harbor, you know, just to do something different. I went to Brandeis down in Waltham, Mass. I was a sociology major, which I guess has fit in pretty well over the years. <laughs> it has. She 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 actually was rebelling. She was she actually was rebelling. She didn't want to work for her dad, so she came up and. 
you know, got into the restaurant business. I mean, what was she thinking is all I could say looking back on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we, we did that for a couple of years. In any event, uh, that's when it kind of started. We, we got together then, uh, got married about six weeks later and left Bar Harbor. Both of our families are from the Lewis and Auburn area. So we moved oh, okay. back down oh. here to, yeah. to kind of be closer to family. And then uh, we got into, I got into, my father-in-law was in the plastics business, thought it was a great idea. I I wanted to take a break after about seven years of restaurants. And Mm. so we did that for a couple of years. And then in 94 is when we we opened Max Grill in Auburn. And uh, kind of after looking at the area, hey, what what do they need here? Uh, oh, hey, how about a steak and potato place? And mm-hmm. uh, kind of fit the bill, kind of on the outskirts of Auburn, became more of a neighborhood bar and grill kind of oh, thing. And nice. we were there with our uh, my brother and sister-in-law. And so we were doing that for a while. Yeah, at that time, um, Lewiston, Auburn, you know, there was a plethora of, you know, the village in the chickadee, there was a lot of fried seafood. I was back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. wasn't a steakhouse, but Black Angus was getting all the rave reviews online and, you know, in the marketplace. So we mm-hmm. said, hey, let's do something that isn't offered in town. Hmm. Yeah, it's great. So it, it took me all of about two days after we had opened where I'm kicking myself saying, what, what did I get myself into? Um, <laughs> we we kind of got busy pretty quick. I'd spend all day cutting meat. Uh, we were back then, God, we were going through probably about 250 pounds a week. Uh, a wow. day, I'm sorry, wow. not a week. And so I'd cut all day, jump on the grill, and you know, Kate was Kate was running the front of the house and and uh, with staffing and whatnot. And so it, it was for us. It was like, wow, hey, this is great. You know, it's like you leverage it. We leveraged a lot of what we had, biting our nails along the way. And we were pretty fortunate that, you know, the community caught on, uh, jumped Mm -hmm. in, supported us right away. And wasn't uncommon to have an hour and a half wait back then. And, you know, at at first you're like, I'm going to scare someone and tell you there's an hour and a half wait. And they said, "Okay, we're staying. (laughs) And then the follow two years later. Uh, we had this great idea. There was this iconic uh, space in downtown Auburn that we thought would be, wow, what a great restaurant that would be. And mm-hmm. uh, the folks that had been there before did a great job, but it was on its it, it was on its way out. We learned a lot by that opening, but we closed within a year. wasn't really working out. And so at that time, my partners were pretty jaded with the whole restaurant scene. They were just happy to do one. We were happy to do uh, one at the time Mm -hmm. uh, and got out of that pretty decently. And then in 2003, the gentleman that was redeveloping the Bates Mill area gave us a call, asked us if we'd be interested in opening another restaurant downtown. He was in the process of rehabilitating the Bates Mills, just trying to bring them back. They were pretty dormant for a long Mm -hmm. time. And So we went down and uh, not expecting a whole lot. Kate and I went down and walked the space and uh, they weren't ready, you know, at the time. This was 03. And then um, about a year and a half later, they asked us down again and they had repointed the bricks, had redone the inside. They pushed it up about 18 inches, really kind of an engineering feat if you think Mm. about it. Yeah. The first floor of that building was when we first walked in, it kind of felt like you were walking into a basement. And Mm. then when we went back, it just had this grand feeling. And then, then we were kind of interested. So we said that was 2005. So we, we decided to go for it and hence Fishbones was born. 
Yeah, we jumped in with both feet and, you know, a lot of naysayers, oh, you know, you're not going to make it. It's fine dining is not for Lewiston, Auburn. And, and, and it really wasn't fine dining. It was more casual upscale. And we kind of felt the energy of, of just people that were excited about developing the downtown Lewiston area. So we were pretty mm. excited to be part of that renaissance. And so we ran that together with Max uh, for about seven years. And in 2012, we just wanted one restaurant. Our kids yeah, were- So we were able to sell Max Grill and- uh, until, of course, uh, 2019, we got word that the Pine Point Grill property was was available. And so we went to see it, curiously enough, on Valentine's Day of 2019. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then, uh, and then we purchased it in April. Wow. So what was it that drew you kind of down to the Scarborough area from Lewiston, Auburn? Well, we were both of our kids um, were in Boston at the time, and Paul's dad lives in Saco. Pine Point Grill also has a three-bedroom apartment upstairs, so it was kind of a nice oh, little nice. getaway. Much smaller than Fishbones. Um, we're not getting any younger, so we kind of figured if we do another one, let it be a kind of little place, kind of seasonal. So that's kind of fun. We, coming from Bar Harbor, we love the ocean and. We loved the apartment. It was great. Three bedrooms, you know, plenty of room a mile from the beach. We're like, what's better than this? But it was like, oh, darn, it, it has a restaurant attached to it. Like, <laughs> we're going to have to do something with that. Oh, uh, well, I guess yeah. we'll have to have another restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, oh I guess, well, I, guess we we could, again. I guess we could do that. And, That's uh, great. And so we... Yeah, we, we jumped in pretty much with both feet, not really anticipating being in the restaurant. And, uh, you know, the curious things, things things don't always happen, you know, in a linear fashion. Uh, we right. had some other things that had been previously planned that we really couldn't get out of. So for the first two or three months, it was like, okay, we're open and we're moving and we're trying to reestablish this restaurant. Uh, we rebranded. You know, we're learning more every day. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're still cleaning out stuff from and it, two years ago. And it's kind of ago. fun because, believe it or not, there's actually a lot of people from our area in Lewiston, Auburn, that uh, move down there or have family down there. So every oh. day we're in there and we, we know so many people. It's really kind of been kind of fun that way. Seeing customers that we didn't see anymore and they're like, oh, we moved down here. Oh, so that's great. Now they're coming to vis- visit us there. Well, if you yeah. have enough restaurants, eventually yeah. you, you start running into the same people. Yeah, the, yes, the yes. Same. It's people got to eat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's been, it's been kind of fun. What do you think has been the key for your longevity in an industry where, I mean, so many, I forget what the percentage is, is, but there's so many percent of restaurants close their first year. What do you think has been the key for you to, to stay in this industry for so long and to have several successful restaurants where it's like people are blinking, you're gone? I would say, you know, the restaurant business has so many facets to it. And I don't think people anticipate that when they first get in. They think, oh, I can cook well. Mm. That's great. I'm going to be so successful or or I'm great at customer service. And really, you have to have all the pieces. You have to mm. be a handyman. You have to be a people person. You have to uh, you have yeah. to know how to cook. You have to be flexible because I always have said one of my biggest statements has been, I'd rather be a working artist than a starving artist. Mm-hmm. You know, you might get into mm-hmm. something and think this is what we're going to do, but then your customers kind of lead you in another direction. And mm-hmm. so you have to be a leader, but also a follower. It's got a lot of different aspects. 
Yeah. And I, I think from an investment perspective, I think a lot of restaurants open and they're severely undercapitalized. They don't really understand the dynamic of what it takes to get from point A to point Z, if you mm-hmm. will. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, to Kate's point, it really has been about listening to your clients. I mm-hmm. mean, they're, they're going to tell you what they want in the area. So if you're going to be pigheaded and, you know, no, damn it, I want to cook this or I want to cook that and I'm going to serve it and you're going to like it. It's not going in with open eyes. Let's just say that. And so I think I think our our success has been more to, hey, this is what we're doing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let us know what you think. Let us know what we can improve on. Mm -hmm. Um, We've always been believers of that. I mean, heck, that happened in 94. I, I had a gentleman so we're open two weeks and a couple had been coming in. They'd come in two or three times already and they were walking out the door and I got away from the grill for a while and went over and, and was chatting as they were walking out. And he kind of waved me off as he was walking out and his wife said, no, 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 I want you to talk to him. And so he came back in and we had this great conversation, probably about 20 minutes, half hour. And I knew then and there, you know, these are the changes we needed to make. I mean, mm-hmm. he was really, really nice guy, was very, uh, he's like, we we need you to be successful here. And this is what I think you're missing. And they were really just kind of mechanical things that we mm-hmm. hadn't really focused on. He felt like he was rushed out the door. We weren't really appealing to some of his needs. And God, we had a meeting the next day, the four of us, and said, you know, we need to make some changes. And and from that point on, it just caught on fire. It was transformational for us. And it was Well, and oftentimes, you know, you uh, really make friends when you go through something with someone. And funny enough, this couple, God, that was back in 1994. And um, we just saw them last week. They were up visiting from Florida and they made a point to come in and chat with us over at Fishbone. So it was nice. Oh, that's great. It's really good that you can see that as a strength. Yes. The, the idea of listening as a strength, as opposed to, I think a lot of people would look at that as a weakness mm-hmm. as, oh, well, I'm letting somebody else dictate to mm-hmm. me what I'm doing, where it's like, like you said, you don't want someone to you don't want to go to a restaurant where someone's like, here's what I'm making. I'm going to make it and you're going to order it. and You're going to like it. It's like, <laughs> that's what used to happen when I was growing up and I didn't want to eat my lima beans. or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't want to go someplace and pay for that. Right. Like, right. I lived that for years. I and want something that I want. The, uh, crazy over Brussels sprouts right now, right? <laughs> well, I, oh I, I, I do got it. I have to say Brussels sprouts have come up from yes. what I remember Brussels sprouts as a oh, kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Brussels you sprouts. Bacon now, with I love those them. things. Ooh. And all the sauces work well. Those are good. Oh, enough hungry. bacon and butter on anything, yeah. and really, oh. I mean, you've exactly. got to order. Right. No, they're not, you're not. They're, they're not yeah. your granddad. They're not your granddaddy's Brussels sprouts no, anymore. No, they're not. That's for sure. <laughs> no, not Frozen, at all. Frozen, boiled. Uh, no. Oh yeah, kind of within awful. an inch of its life, and then a little bit more, just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, just to make sure it's dead, yeah. and we can get the kids to eat it. Uh, and they yeah. were frozen, right? Oh, oh my God. gosh, it was it was, it was just... almost like they it was like you were worried about instead of like cooking the chicken all the way through. Well, we got to make sure the bro- no one's died from food poisoning from Brussels sprouts ever. <laughs> right. I can't no. remember. Under- Not at all. Yeah. Oh Not my goodness. All. Yeah, it's true. Oh, and, and they are gr- they are supposed to be green, no doubt about it. Not brown. <laughs> For sure, uh, but but this is true. You, you know, a lot of a lot of it is just just you know the key is li- listen to your guest. I mean, yeah. and, and I don't care what business you're in. I think I, I think it's kind of a lost art. It's it's like any relationship, uh, whether it's your friend or your customers. There's mm. a little give and take. You can't be all one way. 
So sometimes you got to compromise something you thought was going to be great just to bend it a little bit to make it, you know, to fit the other side, you know? Yeah, very true. Stay true to yourself, but also kind of give a little. So I'm getting hungry now, so I have to ask this. My stomach is literally growling. So Kim is going to punish herself by talking okay. more about food because she's hungry. I don't get this, but go right ahead. What are your top three dessert? Um... No, no, that's desert. Oh. Desert oh, island. Oh, desert. Okay. I need, oh, all right, let, me say, let me read this. Island. Let me, okay, you're, edit. Start you're, again. You're real hungry now. I know. So hungry. Uh, it's all right. What, what are your top three desert island items off your menu? Like if you, oh, if you only had to pick three. If you could only to... pick three. Hmm. Well, you know the beauty. Like I... that we like to eat or that we sell? That you like to eat. That, yeah, you, that you could pick. Like that you eat. could personally take to the desert island with you. Oh, oh ch- chocolate, 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 chocolate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's a man after my own heart right I, here. I got to tell you. I mean, it, it's funny because, you know, everybody's, so oh, let's try all these different desserts and you know, what I've found you know, through the I don't years. Think it has to be dessert. No, it doesn't have to be dessert. Oh, it doesn't anything, have to no, be anything no. on the menu. Anything on the menu. Desert. On desert, oh, island, desert three things. I'm I'm taking our salmon. We just put this salmon dish on it. Fish bones. It's got some really nice vegetables and a little peanut sauce and a little teriyaki mm. glaze over it. It's delicious. I'll take that. What are you going to uh, take? Well, that's Kim's, because that's Kim's getting the, the vapors over here. She just rolled her eyes like, oh, I have our goodness. take on, you know, a salmon pad well, thai. Well, that's yeah. Kate's. That that was Kate's Ooh. inspiration on that. You know, yeah. we, we kind of work on our menu. What's you your know, well, periodically you're skipping? What's your desert? Island? Uh, my desert, you know, chef at Pine Point just made a lamb shank that was to die for. Uh oh. Really, really good. He's just got a great command of of uh, flavors, mm-hmm. uh, which is fun. Uh, so I want to I want to throw him a prop on that one. He came up with that one, and I've had mm. it. I've had it a couple times. It's absolutely delicious. And, and of course, the pizza. Yeah, uh, I was going to say we'll have to bring pizza. a pizza. So hungry. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're making all our pizza. own dough at Pine Point, so <laughs> yeah. that's that's yeah. just okay, delicious. Okay, so pizza. So that's yeah, two weeks. Uh, we make a margarita and add a little pepperoni and homemade meatballs on there. Yeah, Kate's oh, never wow. content with what's on the menu. She's got to build out. It's it's really the only restaurant. It's, it's experimenting. It's the yeah, only it's restaurant she goes things. to where she doesn't feel bad because there are some restaurants you go to and and you know you hey could I could I switch this out for that you know we'll pay and you know a lot of places are pretty rigid no you can't do that and and for us it's like we've got a lot of talent in the back of the house if they can't switch uh you know brussels sprout for something else or pasta instead of potatoes then goodness gracious what's yeah. what's wrong with those guys <laughs> um but hey we we respect their pro program and so i try to stick to what's on their menu and you know, Kate can explore her ever-changing palette yeah. at our restaurant. So my last <laughs> thing is my uh, my beet carpaccio. We've oh, got what this is that? cute little salad. So it's thinly sliced beets, and uh, this is at Fish Bones. We made a goat cheese vinaigrette with arugula and pickled onions and toasted pistachios. Sounds amazing. Toasted pistachios. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Kind of sounds dish. amazing. And some fresh goat cheese too. That one, I think that'll tick all the boxes. I'll get all my nutrients on the island. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Kim's rocking back I'm and so forth. Just <laughs> we understand. It's what crazy. time do you open tonight in uh, Scarborough? Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Okay, cool. Four o'clock. 
Oh my gosh. So we did talk about, you know, a process of listening to your customers, but overall, kind of maybe more a mechanical point of view, but after a restaurant has been open for a few years, since you've gone through this process a couple times, what is your process to keep things new and fresh at that place? Well, it's always kind of making sure it's uh, tidy and updated. Of course, the simple things, keeping things painted and, um, you know, following trends as far as colors a little bit, um, what's hot on the market. Um, Mm -hmm. We put up, you know, not thinking about COVID when we did it, but we put patios at both our restaurants, which Mm. ended up really fortuitous during COVID. But, you know, those were things that, you know, outside dining was just, you know, that fun and trendy thing at fish phones. It it really brought us a casual appeal to the area. Um, So that was a huge help in the summertime. People want to go out in their shorts and their t-shirts and sometimes Mm -hmm. walking into fish bones, it's all brick and it feels more formal, even though we Mm -hmm. don't think it's formal. Mm -hmm. So it gave us that little bit of, you know, making it more casual and every day. I think a lot of it, a lot of it uh, for me is, is uh, our industry really is one of the only industries that has to constantly reinvent itself. Mm. And you find that you're in, uh, everything's great, looks great, but then you're seeing a lot of the same faces, which is exciting. Uh, So I think it's always important to give them something else to think about. And, and I've always been a big believer of, hey, just move the pictures on the wall. You know, Kate loves walking the furniture. So she's constantly moving tables around to give the dining room a different feel. Hmm. And then, then we upgrade our menus periodically. Paul's um, great at watching trends in the market. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're you looking. Know, you're looking at magazines and see, you know, we're Maine. So you, you still want to mm-hmm. you don't want to have something five years after it was popular in New York. You want to have right. it maybe the next year or the year after. Exactly. Yeah. And so a lot of it is just watching watching national trends mm-hmm. uh, and, and tweaking the menu accordingly. What are the people eating? I mean, we, we just updated our bathrooms at Pine Point, uh, Fishbones, I'm sorry. You know, they hadn't, they were kind of the way it was for 15 years. We'd painted the walls the same color a few times. And then this year, hey, let's, let's change the color. Okay, mm-hmm. great. We changed the lighting a little bit, mirrors, sconces, and it's not it's not really a revenue generating area, but a lot of people use the bathroom. And, <laughs> and so it's kind yep. of it's kind of fun to see their reaction. And yeah. you know, we've got a couple of other uh, major projects that we're working on and you know, a lot of it is you know, there's so many new places coming in. You know, every every year there's three or four or five different restaurants coming in. And, and if you're not careful, if you've been there for a while and, and you're not focused on updating menu, decor, et cetera, you know, you get old fast and right. people stop coming because they want to go to the hot new place. Mm-hmm. So I think the goal is to keep yourself hot and new and say, hey, look, I, I just want to be in your dance card once or twice, you know, every couple weeks, every month. Yep. Uh, so you see people. I mean, we don't expect to see everybody every day or every week, but we want to make sure we're on your dance card. So, yeah. hey, if, if you're thinking about being out, you know, just consider us. We've yeah. done a few new mm. things. We've added a few new things or what have you. And, and mm-hmm. that's really what we think is important. Uh, and, and of course, staying flexible enough to make the changes. Right. You know, uh, and, you know, with Kate and I, if something needs to move, and we found this out through this whole COVID experience that, you know, if you don't stay fluid and able to make changes when they're happening, mm-hmm. things were changing so fast. It's right. like, well, God, if we don't, if we don't move in this direction, then you're stuck. 
And, yeah. and then it's too late. It's too late to move in that direction. Right. I think a lot of operators, I think COVID had such an impact on people's psyche after you know being forced to close and mm-hmm. you can't do this, you can do that. Uh, hey, is everybody masked up? Uh, hey, geez, God forbid, you know, there's a COVID exposure and you got to shut down for a while. People were just panicked. I, what yeah. do I do? How do I do it? Right. Uh, and, and, you know, Kate and I have actually asked. And you want to make sure your customers feel safe when they walk in the door because you don't right. want to get a reputation for, ooh, that's a bad place to be. Exactly. Yeah. So I think a lot of it was just trying to stay fluid enough. And if, mm-hmm. if it needed to change, it changed. And, yeah, and just be very candid with your guest. I think yeah. that's the biggest part of it. They just want to know. Yeah. You know, yeah. And today's day and, and age. It, it was kind of funny because some um, there were some restaurants that were able to really still just pack people in and the customer clientele didn't seem to care too much. We found at Fishbones, whatever, for whatever reason, our clientele did care a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there with my measuring tape and it was chairs pulled out at least six feet when your chairs pulled out from mm. your next guest, you know? So yeah. it was uh, yeah. an interesting time. Another way of listening, yeah, which is good. Absolutely. That's yeah, absolutely. exactly so it. We always like to kind of ask this question because there's so many different answers um, and just, it's really intriguing, but how do you define success? I don't know. I, I think I think it's just keeping your head down, you know, and to, to all the other points that we've made during this, this cast, it's really listening to customers. Uh, you know, I've been blessed. I have a great partner that, you know, we are together and we're doing this. Mm-hmm. For me, I think um, I define success knowing that our business is a positive part of the community mm. and yeah. knowing that like feeling good every day that we're doing our best there, really mm-hmm. creating a good workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's probably the biggest. I mean, we both recognize, I mean, b- between the two stores, I think we've got 45 employees and, and that fluctuates depending on, you know, the season uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, we both understand pretty clearly that we, we can't do this without them. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we've got some great people that, that come to work, put their best foot forward every day. We're happy to see them. They're happy to see us. That's probably what been one of the bigger things is that, you know, one of us, we, we usually split our time. You know, if, if I'm at Fishbones, Kate's at Pine Point or, or vice versa. And, and I think our staff appreciates that. Just saying, hey, we're not here together. And when the stuff hits the fan, uh, what do you guys need? We're here to help out, and uh, I can't tell you how many dishes I've done the last couple of years. And uh, I, I have to say, it's inspirational. I look at it as inspirational when I jump back there, and I'm willing to do it with a smile on my face. Uh, I find that others say, "Well, this isn't so bad," and, yeah. and it's not like we changed their pay rate to do it. Hey, if you're a cook. Uh, Obviously, and, during COVID, yeah, everyone's worn a bunch of different hats. <laughs> exactly. And everybody's kind of attacked it with the right frame of mind. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of it's because we're willing to do the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you yeah. need done? I, I, I'm not going to move a cook off a line to wash dishes so I can jump on the line uh, mm-hmm. because that cooks a lot better than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm too old for that stuff. It's a young person sport cooking for sure. And um, I don't qualify as a young person anymore, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of funny. But um, I think that's what really keeps them engaged. And because they're engaged and and they know they have 
our support, ownership support. If something happens at a table, and and it does, you know, things are going to happen. It's just the the nature of it. If things are going to happen, we're going to support them. You know, what what does your table need? What does your customer need? And uh, we're going to make it right and and not be afraid to make the changes. And and I think that's probably been the biggest part of our success is that we're listening. What do you need? And we're happy to accommodate. Yeah. Yep. So it's that attention to detail that, that yeah, can separate huge. you. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Well, Paul and Kate, we, we definitely appreciate you taking time out of your day yes. to talk with us. We know that uh, with two restaurants, you are, of course, busy. Yes. So we definitely appreciate that. I'll make sure that we have links to uh, Pine Point Grill as well as social media, location, all of that. Uh, definitely go down and, and check out Pine Point Grill for all our listeners. And uh, just once again, we, we wish you great success this coming year and uh, and in the future. And thank you so much for talking yes, with us. Thank we really you so appreciate much. This it. has been yeah, great. Thank you, guys. Thanks thank, for listening. Thank, thanks for listening. And and. Uh, including us in your uh, podcast programs. Uh, It's been our pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsor and encourage you to check them out through the link in the show notes. And thank you again for listening.